Welcome back to the Draft Nut Podcast. It's Jared Feinberg of Blue Chip Scouting and Cat Crave Blog, and I am your host for today's episode of the show, and it's good to be back. Devin Jackson is not here with me today, as he has stuff going on. I asked him, you know, hey, you mind if I go ahead and just get a recording in? Because we haven't recorded a podcast together since, like, July, at least, July or August. It's been a few months, so I kind of wanted to get an episode out there, just just have it out here. So, you know, what you're listening to right now is just like, okay, let's just get an episode out here and get it done with already. Um, like I said, Devin's not here, so I'm just going solo today. But a couple things I want to say. Uh, first off, I want to apologize for the lack of episodes from myself and Devin. Life has been crazy for the both of us since we last recorded an episode, and I'm looking forward to getting this, sh- this show back on the road. Um, I promise Devin will be back on the next episode. I do promise that. Uh, I do want to give him and Corey Keenan a shout out for the restart of their own podcast together. They're doing some fun stuff, breaking down prospects, talking about the NFL. It's similar to the Draft Nut podcast, but... Those are two incredibly good football minds, man. If you don't follow them on Twitter yet, you better do so right now. They're they're worth the follow. They're very intelligent human beings around the sport of football. So they're doing a great job right now, and I really appreciate what they're doing. I've listened to their podcast, and I'm learning from the both of them too, you know. And I just will say that any podcast I listen to or any thing I see from Devin and Corey or whatever I listen to, like I'm learning from them. I'm learning from other people as well. Football is an evolving sport. I'm learning every day about it. So again, I want to appreciate I want to give a shout out to Corey and Devin with the restart their new podcast. They're doing great work and they better keep it up, man. They better keep it up because they got something good going over there. Second of all um, this is going to be hard to talk about, but not going to lie when I say that I have thought about the future of this podcast. It's been tough to record an episode, especially this season, to get an episode out or even set times up for Devin and I to record. And sometimes it takes a while for the both of us to even set up our equipment. So um, I can't make any promises going forward other than Devin will be back for the next episode. But we will do our very best to get an episode out during draft season, either every week or every other week. So this was my first podcast I started when the pandemic first started. I was like, you know, pandemic is going on. People are inside, probably on their phones listening to stuff, not doing a lot of homework or doing any homework. So why not start a podcast? I've always wanted to start one. Why not do it now? It's a great choice, and I don't regret it. Um, And, you know, it ended up leading me to starting another podcast this past summer, uh, The Final Roar, a Panther-centric podcast. I've done eight episodes, haven't done an episode since, but I will start up once draft season um, begins next month, basically. So keeping up with both podcasts... On top of writing content for Blue Chip Scouting and Cat Crate Blog, 
doing homework for college and also work. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to manage. And I might I, I will be going for my masters. I just don't know where yet. This coming fall. So and that will involve a lot of work, which means I'll have to set my priorities straight. And this the future of this podcast is I'm not gonna say it's in doubt. This podcast will still be around once I finish up my masters. I just don't know how frequent we'll be able to record. Um, I'll I'll talk to Devin about it, and we'll we'll see what we end up doing, how we end up doing things going forward. So, not to say that we're going to completely abandon this podcast completely, because I want to keep this thing going. But we we will have discussions on how we're going to move forward with this podcast. Um, we will keep you guys updated. I promise, and you know as. as as long as life doesn't really put a wrench into doing this podcast completely, um, this podcast will be around forever or for as long as we can. And of course, this was my first podcast. I want to keep it going. If we had a new co-host to join Devin and I, that might end up being the move. I don't know yet, but um, he and I will talk about it. He and I will discuss, you know, how we're going to do things as the draft season rolls along. So, you know, that's where we are right now. And, you know, it was hard to talk about that. And that's something that I've been thinking about for a while. And I just wanted to give you guys a heads up about what's been going on in my mind about this podcast. So just want to get it out there. Um. Well, let's go ahead and talk about some football. You know, I don't really have any draft talk as we're I, I haven't done really enough evaluations to do any draft talk yet. So we're going to talk about a couple things that are going on in, the, in bah, a couple of things that are going on in the NFL right now. Um, first thing I want to talk about the Detroit Lions. And their playoff push, playoff push, folks, this is insane. Think about this. Dan Campbell was getting his, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, his head was getting called for. One and six start. They were looking like a potential number one draft pick. Maybe in the running for Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Well, I think a lot of people underestimated the will and the fight and the competitiveness of this team and Dan Campbell in general. Um, you know, and now they're six and one. They they're six and one to starting one and six. They're seven and seven on the season. They're making a push. They're one of the hottest teams in football right now. They're one loss. In the last seven weeks or last seven games, what's the Buffalo on Thanksgiving? A very close loss, in matter of fact. And it's just crazy to see how well they're doing right now. They're not the best looking team in the world, but they're effing fighting. And they're finding ways to win. This is a group not only led by Dan Campbell. But it's also led by Jared Goff 
as crazy as that sounds. Jared Goff has been the engine of that Lions offense. He might not be the greatest quarterback in the world. He's not a world beater. But he is running that offense well. And he has a good enough arm to make it run really, really well. Imagine if they get a legitimate quarterback under center with elite potential. Ooh. What if Lamar Jackson became a free agent? What if he decided to come to Detroit? Imagine him with Ben Johnson. Assuming he doesn't go. He, ben Johnson doesn't become a head coach elsewhere. Detroit Lions are playoff contender next year. That's crazy to think about. But that that's a true fantasy right now. That's a true fantasy. But this group, led by golf, led by a stout offensive line, one of the better offensive lines in the league, playmaker at receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown, plus Jamison Williams, who just came back from injury, and a young defense being led by safety Kirby Joseph, who, Devin Jackson, big fan, um, second overall pick, edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson, and then the resurgence of Jeffrey Okuda. It's been a really solid corner for this group, and I mean, he's been getting better throughout the season. And it's good to see him finally look like the player that the Lions were hoping for when they drafted him. Also, something that when I was looking through some of the Lions statistics, saw something that just blew my mind. Never even realized at all. I don't think a lot of people realize this except Detroit Lions fans. Jamal Williams, their leading rusher, 14 rushing touchdowns on the season with three games to go. That's absurd. Absolutely absurd. Williams hasn't even hit 1,000 yards yet, and he has 14 rushing touchdowns. That's insane. So it goes to show how reliable he is as a runner, and especially in the red zone, in the goal line. Man, that, that, that that's just crazy to me. Offensive corner Ben Johnson, who I just mentioned. Um, innovative play caller, man. Top five offense in, in the league, despite not having any true elite talent. Well, maybe you could say Panay Sewell is an elite talent right now. Like, he's one of the better offensive tackles in the league. He's been doing a damn good job. Um, but overall, they don't have a lot of good elite talent anywhere. But they're still a top five unit on offense. They are very productive offensively. And Ben Johnson has done a great job calling plays, getting guys in space, allowing his playmakers to produce after the catch. This is a very unique offense. And, you know, if he were to become a head coach elsewhere, despite having one year of being an NFL offensive coordinator, someone's going to be getting one hell of an offensive. That they're going to be getting one hell of an offensive coach. I will say that. Um, I don't want to get into the whole. You know, is Ben Johnson ready for a head coaching gig? I don't know. I don't want to get too far into that. But he's done a terrific job with this offense, and they've. 
I think it's I think it's fair to say they have definitely overachieved, and that's not a bad thing, because they're playing good football right now. They're finding ways to win. They found a way to win against New York, the New York Jets. In New York, Jets having a really solid season, in contention for the playoffs, and the and Detroit just went in there, found a way to win. Even the final seconds, incredible stuff what Detroit's doing right now. Even though their defense is has young talent, they as a whole unit, the Lions have struggled defensively. Like really struggled. They're bottom five in most defensive categories, and that could pose some danger as we are now down the stretch, final three games of the season. It's going to get dicey. It, it could get dicey, especially when they're facing... They have Carolina this weekend, who has a really good run game. And they also have division opponents to play. It's going to be tough. And one slip up, one slip up, and their playoff hopes probably go up in smoke. And that would allow the entire NFC East to potentially make the playoffs, which is crazy. So, you know, as bad as their defense has been, Dan Campbell has he I I'm just speechless of like how well he has done this season or this far into the season. Like I was expecting this team to be a five or six win team. They've won seven games and they're in contention for the playoffs. So Campbell's team is finding a way to win each week, they're tough, they're competitive, and Dan Campbell's the guy in Detroit. He really is. They're in a good spot next offseason. You look at the cap space they have next season, it's only $30 million, but they, they can work around it. But they also have six draft picks, and that helps a ton, a ton, especially when they're looking to develop the roster around the quarterback position. Now, Am I saying Jared Goff is their guy that they need to build around? No, no, no. He's definitely not that type of quarterback. But they do have the draft picks to acquire a quarterback in 2024. Now, I know they're looking more at this season. But they do have a chance of acquiring a first-round quarterback with either the first-round draft picks. Yeah, two first-round draft picks. Potentially both of them in the top 15, assuming how Detroit's season plays out. But they make the playoffs, they have a potential top 10 pick. And then a pick within the first or within the last 14 selections. That's crazy. That's really crazy. I'm just so impressed with what Detroit has done. So... Could Detroit be in the playoffs next year with how well they're doing right now? I mean, yeah, they could. They could very well be in contention for the playoffs next year. Could they be in contention for the NFC North title? Maybe. Depends on what Green Bay does next year. Depends on Minnesota can improve. 
Minnesota, by the way, fraudulent team. Even though they made the greatest comeback in NFL history, fraudulent. Just want to get that out there. But yeah, Detroit Lions, they're on the right track. This is how you you rebuild a team. They tore this thing to the ground. They and they're overachieving right now because they are because Dan Campbell, he's getting his players to play hard. And that he's building a great culture over there. So Detroit Lions heads to the playoffs. We'll see. If they can beat Carolina this weekend, they're certainly on the path to a playoff spot. Especially if Seattle isn't really able to rebound after the last couple of weeks. But speaking of Carolina, let's talk about the NFC South. It stinks. It really does. It, I mean, it is a hot mess. All four teams could win this division. All four of them. Yet none will probably have a losing record. None, none of them will have a winning record. Excuse me. Who's the more competent team in this division? The Falcons? They just started Ritter. Who struggled? Team's very competitive. I will give Arthur Smith credit for keeping his team in games every week. Like, there are times where they look like the team that can win the NFC South, and they just look like one of the worst teams in the NFL some weeks. It's just a week-to-week consistency thing. You know, and they have struggled to really find ways to win. You know, that that's just been one of their biggest things. And their roster isn't the greatest, but they're they're fighting, man. They're fighting. The Saints got a big division win against Atlanta this weekend. A big one. Now they're a game out from the division lead. What the Saints make a late season push? They certainly have the talent. Have Alvin Kamara. They have a really strong offensive front. Tyra Matthew. I mean, they have they have playmakers on both sides of the ball. But is this the path? I mean, this could be. I mean, it will likely be Dennis Allen's last season as head coach in New Orleans. And it wouldn't surprise me if Sean Payton returned. But are the Saints really the team to beat in this division? I don't think so. Could they make a late season push? Very possible. Taysom Hill, Andy Dalton. Why not? Why not? We've seen crazier things. I mean, the Saints at one point had a top five pick a couple weeks ago. Now they're a game out for the division. That's crazy. The Panthers, they've been the ones making the most noise in this division since Tampa Bay's really started to go downhill. Um, they have the best division record. I believe they're four, three and one. I believe, yeah, they're three and one. And you know they're inconsistent too. Like last couple weeks, they were like one of the best run teams in the NFL. Their defense was playing great football. And then this past weekend against Pittsburgh, they just fell apart in the run game. Like they had their lowest rushing total, I believe. In 10 years, just insanity. Like The one game they were supposed to win to keep in pace with Tampa Bay and to even take the division lead, they couldn't get it done. And I 
The, the inconsistency part with Carolina worries me. Now, they would take first place this weekend, this coming weekend, if they, if they win against Detroit and Tampa Bay loses to Arizona. Two very possible things. So Carolina is still in it. And if there's any team in this division that could really make a push and get into the postseason somehow, it it could be Carolina. And shout out to Steve Wilkes, man. He's doing a great job in Carolina. After coming in as the interim coach, he's 4-5 and five now on the season as interim head coach. Impressive what he's been able to do with this roster it's not a great roster but they have pieces in place but yeah it's just an inconsistent roster or inconsistent team so you don't know what they're you're going to get from them week in week out tampa bay best overall team in terms of talent but they're not well coached right now they're 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 a mess but they still have tom brady i think that is the biggest difference here they have the best quarterback in the division by far. Will that make a difference? I don't know. I, I just you have you have to hope Tampa Bay kind of rebounds against Arizona. They need to rebound big time. Um Arizona is beatable. Very beatable. They lost Kyler Murray. And I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is going to last much longer in Arizona. So Tampa Bay might be the favorite here, but I Again, I just don't know. I really don't know. This whole division is just total you-know-what. It's bad. It's really bad. I mean, probably, you could argue it's worse than it was in 2014 when the Panthers won this division at 7-8-1. Like, it's a bad division. So, if you ask me now, like, who wins the division? Like, I'm not going to be biased and say Carolina. Like, like, as much as I, w- I would want to say Carolina wins this division, I, I just have, again, cons- consistency issues, you know? They have a bad offensive coordinator who just gets too cute in certain situations, especially inside the 20, and then they just can't get anything going on second or third and long. They just can't get any, any consistency going offensively. Defensively, it's a mixed bag every week, too. You don't know what you're getting. So, I could see the Falcons making a run, especially if Ritter re- rebounds this coming weekend. I don't know. They face Baltimore. That's a tough test. In Baltimore. That's going to be tough, especially for Ritter. So, can I just say I don't want anyone to win this division? Just toss it. Toss it. Send it to the XFL. This is <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. It's a bad division. Um jokes aside, give me Tampa Bay. Um I think their experience when it comes to this late season stretch, even with this coaching staff, it takes over, in my opinion, over everyone else. I mean they have the better roster. They have the most experience. They were they ju- they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They had a first round exit last year, you know, so or a second round exit last year, and then Brady comes back after initially retiring, and now he's in this spot. But I don't know, man. 
I I I think just when everything is said and done, I do feel like Tampa Bay ends up winning the division. It wouldn't surprise me if Carolina walked away with it. But right now, I think experience takes over everything in this division. They certainly have the talent. They have Tom Brady, who's still playing really well, even though he had four turnovers. They have a winnable game in Arizona. Then they host Carolina. And then they're at Atlanta. So the division could come down to the final two weeks between either Carolina or Atlanta. If Atlanta makes a run, Tampa Bay loses another game, Carolina loses another two games, the division comes down into either Tampa Bay or Atlanta. I mean, who who knows who wins this division? But, again, it's Brady. They have experience, and... I'm going to say they finish 9-8 and eight or 8-9. Eight and nine. One of those two, they'll finish with. Um, is it likely that Carol, that Tampa Bay wins out? Could be. Could, could definitely be. Is there a likelihood that they miss out on the playoffs with another loss and Carolina ends up winning out? Very possible. Atlanta, same thing with Atlanta. If Atlanta wins out, Carolina loses another game or two. Tampa Bay wins a couple more games. You know, both teams could be entering the final week of the season, 7-9, and nine, hunting for a division title. You know, that's crazy. Think Atlanta, who I thought could have been a contender for the number one pick this preseason was going to be contending for an NFC South title at the end of this year. That's crazy. I mean, same thing with Carolina. Even though I thought they were at least going to be a respectable team. But it is what it is. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this first episode of the Drafting Up podcast in many months. Devin will be back on the next episode. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to recording some more podcasts of this show. Thank you so much. Peace and keep pounding.